Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Absolute Worst Podcast. I'm Allison Royer. And I'm Dana Powell. Each week in our show, we seek and give free therapy by telling you our problems, asking you to tell us your problems, and we just pray to God that any of it works out. We're basically the opposite of Oprah. Because we're not. I just don't know what to say. <laughs> I just, I feel like it's just getting redundant at this point, but spoiler alert, I'm doing a lot of crying in public <laughs> recently. <laughs> I mentioned uh, before that my husband is out of town, and so I'm, like, trying to raise our daughter on my own to the best of my ability. And there's Mm -hmm. just been a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Um, He's gone. I'm leaving tomorrow. Zoe needs just, like, a lot of stuff. And she's, I think, starting to, you know, be sad that her dad is gone because he's been gone for two weeks. And so yesterday she was just really, like, weepy and really fussy. And so... And I was really anxious because I didn't want to miss work yesterday because I'm going to be gone for two weeks. And so I, t- I finally get her out the door and I take her to daycare. And she, as you guys know, like, you know, I don't like to brag or anything, but she recently moved from being a twinkling star to a, um, what is it? Shining? A little star. A little star. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's a shining star. I don't remember. She's a different type of star now. Mm-hmm. And so I brought her over to like the toddler area and it's like this big compound Um, for daycare and she was just like she would not let me go she was like holding my neck and she was crying and she wouldn't go to the teacher and I like felt so bad and so they were like why don't you bring her to her old teacher in the infant room so I go back over to the teacher in the infant room my daughter goes to her Mm -hmm. and she's crying now I start crying Mm -hmm. because I'm so relieved that I can go to work and also I'm like very overwhelmed that this is like how my morning is going to the point where my daycare provider then holds me. She yeah. feels compelled to give me a hug. Mm-hmm. And I then need to be escorted back to my car. Right. <laughs> Sarah, so that's not funny. So now you're a twinkling star. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. now I'm a twinkling Congratulations. star. Congratulations. You guys, you know what? As usual, I thought that I wasn't doing well, but you're right. Yeah. I'm doing very well. Yeah. Things are going great. Completely. Dana's dropping LBs like it's nobody's business. <laughs> she walked in the door today and lifted her shirt up, which I was so excited about because I love when you show <laughs> me your you body. Why tell everyone that? What do you mean? I didn't know it was a secret. I mean, that's very exciting. I mean, it's not like I go around lifting my clothes up. No, I know. That's why I liked it so much. Oh, my God. It, again, it just feels like... I don't you, think I did it in a very sexy way. It was really sexy. <laughs> Sarah, didn't you think it was sexy? Sarah didn't turn around and look. She was terrified. <laughs> I finally, after... I didn't have a cute bra on. No, you least. look super cute. Oh, thanks, Alan. I can't stand it. You're just like magically losing weight and not telling us how you do it. What is what is your strategy? I think it's like a mixture of um, defiance and depression. Good for you. <laughs> Where does the defiance come in? Like, um, I'll show you, Dana. You don't have to eat to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're defying yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's never happened before. I feel like, oh my god, I think maybe I turned into an adult. Good for you. Yeah, that's amazing. Conversely, all I've eaten today is jalapeno chips. So I would not <laughs> say that my dietary plan is going well. Well, I'm eating this cough drop that Sarah, the intern, gave me from her mom, uh-huh. and it's like homemade candy. It's the best thing I've ever had. Sarah's responsibilities. Have extended so much. I know. She now is responsible for medicating us. Yeah. Um, she cuts my bangs. Yeah. 
Um, I made her go open the door today. Someone was at the door and I said, sending my intern. <laughs> Sarah's not, she's, we shouldn't even call her intern anymore. We should call her our caretaker. It's completely she true. Way more. It's completely true. Way more than an intern. She gave Dana a gift today. A she flying gave, oh squirrel. It's so cute. It's I'll like a, a flying squirrel. It. Isn't it an ornament? She doesn't even know what it is. Yeah. But she's it's giving adorable. us gifts now somehow. She, I finally, after weeks of forgetting, gave her the gift from Chicago intern. Yeah. It's so no, cool. it was wrapped up. So I never opened it. I just assumed it was like a like a piece of, you know, like a notebook, like nothing major. It's beautiful. Yeah. She put our logo on it. Yeah. She spiral listed bound. spiral bound. She listed all of all our episode of titles. Our episodes. Which is really giving Sarah a run for her money because yeah. as we know, she couldn't even manage the notebook portion of her instructions. Right. And this person, Chicago intern, decorated it and made it like very reasonable. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to judge Sarah either. It's not like either one of us are capable of doing that. Oh, certainly not. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. But that's why I feel like the thing about Sarah is she's the youth. You're like 10 years younger than us, aren't you? So I just thought that you would know how to do. But maybe that's why she doesn't have a notebook because she's it's like the technological age. Well, I mean, Sarah, I don't want to rag on you, but it's not like she grabs her iPad to, <laughs> to write down notes or, or look things up. She just kind of yeah, looks at us. Yeah, to be fair, you recently told me that Scandinavia was merely a, a day away. trip. <laughs> You're right. I take back everything. The youth is terrible. Okay, so uh, we got some feedback. As usual, I'm usually like in a blackout when I pull all these emails, so mm -hmm. I'm just as interested to hear what people have to say as you guys are. Okay. If you have something that you want to say to us or you want to just like feel bad for me because my daycare provider had to like swaddle me, uh, you can email us at absoluteworstpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website absoluteworstpodcast.com and click on the contact section there. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, is that all of them? Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, you can send us direct messages through there. We see what you people have to say, and I love it when you send us info. To be fair, just before we move on, go on. I think daycare providers are trained to. Are they swaddle I felt parents? So I bad. Think they're, no, I think they're just like cosmetologists and nail techs. They're <laughs> like, I mean, people are coming to us because they're broken. <laughs> it's fine. We're gonna help. They're trained. I felt so bad. Like, is it appropriate to send flowers? Like, I wanted to do something. because I, I think that's not necessary. No, that they're just like, yeah, you've openly cried in my presence now. Mm -hmm. Goodbye. And, right. and I had to walk you to your car because ultimately you're a threat to yourself and probably the other people on the road. They probably just didn't want it to result in a lawsuit. They're like, is this person emotionally stable enough to and drive her car? they probably didn't want you to make the other babies cry. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, got her out of here before totally. it's contagious. You guys, I'm not proud of my behavior, but it is what happened. <laughs> it happens. Ugh. Did you ever tell you there was a girl in happens. an elevator once who turned to me? I wasn't even crying. I must have just looked like myself. And she turned to me and goes, it's going to be okay. I was like, okay. Well, I don't know what it is about my demeanor that's indicating that I need a lot of help. But, but was she right? Uh, that it was going to be okay? I don't think so. Oh. Was the comfort lovely yeah yeah i had another stranger put my tag in on my shirt in an elevator Ooh, she just reached feels... there and put and i was like you have chosen the right person because yeah, i don't i, feel I like didn't I even turn to like, see Ooh. who it was i was just like thank you to whoever that was yeah it really takes a village <laughs> <laughs> sarah is that super weird 
Why are you laughing so hard? Okay, well, forget it. Okay, this person writes, you guys are great, and I love every episode. You're hilarious. Thank you. You're hilarious and insightful, and it's the best way to spend a long work commute. Oh, shit. Uh Uh-oh. But can I be really honest? Here we go. Oh, fuck. I should have. I should start looking before I start reading. I'm 29 episodes in, and the only thing about the name Absolute Yorst that drives me crazy is y'all justifying your use of the name every single episode. It feels old hat now. That ship has sailed, and it is done. And if you have to justify it anyway, your bosses and everyone else just needs to get with it. Love you. Yeah, I actually (laughs) responded to that one. Oh, why? Oh, because it was on Instagram. Uh huh. And I said. Um, so oh, no, no, no. Actually, you have it. it's right here. Yeah. yeah read it. So it says, the problem is one of us hates it and one of us, hold on, let me try to do it like a Dana voice. Oh, boy. I don't think I can. You can't? No, I don't do characters. That's why I didn't do well at Groundling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The problem, no, I can't do it. The problem is one of us hates it and one of us loves it. It's an internal use. But thanks for the feedback. I agree. We should never say it again. That's what she meant, right? Hashtag the one who hates it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I wanted, to, I wanted to be clear it was the one who hated it. Because we're not, we don't have anyone to answer to except each other. Yeah, I did like when she called us bosses. Yeah. I do feel, I don't feel like a boss, but now I do because she told me I am one. Alice, Sarah. I'm talking to you now. Okay. <laughs> Allison and I had an important meeting this oh week. Oh, boy. Here we go. And um, wait, I just remembered something else horrible oh you did no. in that meeting. And now I'm I just very forgot. good at meetings. What were we talking about right before this? Bosses. Oh, yeah. And so Al- I asked Allison who she thought wore the pants in our relationship. Uh-huh. And I feel like she said definitely not you. Did I? Yeah. I think you thought neither one of us wore pants. That's possible. But also she told the <laughs> resident. Yeah. It was the head the of the network. network. Mm-hmm. I'm not good on camera. Yeah. Nor do I look good <laughs> on camera. No, I said, I don't do well in camera and I'm not good at pictures. And this was for a on-camera <laughs> job. Yeah, they want to buy video. They actually bought five, six more episodes. Yeah. And she, like, the president of the network thought it was so funny because I'm always saying, like, Allison doesn't behave appropriately in business <laughs> meetings that she stopped. I she was stopped, talking she to. She did stop the I meeting. was talking to some yeah. other executives, and she stopped the meeting. She was like, Dana, did you hear what Allison just said to the president of a network? I literally went into a meeting to get someone to hire me to be on camera, and, and then, then just said, wanted to be super clear that I don't do well on camera. I mean, it's honest. It, I really I'm just trying to be honest. Your, you have good integrity. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also after they've already bought stuff from us and asked us to be on other things. We're doing yeah. we're doing a Facebook Live thing yeah, for the Mother's like, around for Mother's Day. Yeah. We'll tell you guys what it is. Yeah, we're gonna we'll be live on camera. Which, which apparently Allison's gonna be good, not good. It's just not my thing that I'm good at. You yeah. know, I don't know why people keep hiring me to do these things. It's just I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time and do you think that you would have done better uh, born in another time when it was just like silent, t- no talking? No, no, because I don't think it's my, I think it's mostly my face that's standing in my way. You're so to be honest. You're so yeah. stupid. I think, I, you know, my dad always said I had a face for radio. He and here I am. say that to you. <laughs> that's such an old joke. You're so <laughs> funny. Okay, this person says, hi, Allison and Dana. I'm so thankful for you both and love your podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. 
I appreciate how honest you both are and how accepting you are of each other's differences of opinions. Mm. You provide such a beautiful example of how to have close friendship with someone that you don't and won't always agree with. I think it helps all of us to be less fearful of having an opinion and creates a sense of community and belonging in the wholeness of who we are. We are living in a time where we can be so easily divided by our differences that I think we can lose what connects us and gives us true compassion for each other. You somehow manage to balance having an I don't give a fuck what you think attitude with I respect your opinion and perspective in a way that is nothing short of magical because both come across as absolutely genuine and real. Oh, that is so, so nice. nice. Ugh. Then she says, I have a very short yours, but it involves menstruation. Sorry, oh. Allison. When I was in seventh grade, I got my period for the first time while on my Catholic school overnight trip to Intercourse, Pennsylvania. What? There's so That's much a, to unpack. Sarah, that look that up. Is Where's Intercourse, Pennsylvania? Is it near Scandinavia? <laughs> That's what we want to know. Uh, that was so nice. That was such a nice message. It really was. Um, because we are very different we're people. We're so different. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. It's weird. It is kind of weird if I think it like... It's not like we ever had a time where you and I were like, we, we had to have like a sit down yeah. and go, we're so different. We're going to have to learn how totally. to navigate this. We've always just been able to navigate it. Yeah. It, it's a real thing. It's called Intercourse Pennsylvania. What? That's a terrible name. That is crazy. I love that they took their Catholic trip there. Yeah. Catholic school overnight, overnight trip, trip. Overnight to Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, in learning about intercourse? <laughs> I can't, it was Catholic school. Did they teach about intercourse? I don't know. I also don't know, to be honest. My husband went to Catholic school. You for know a what? While. My husband went to Catholic school in high school. That really explains a lot. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, I don't understand their attitudes and stuff. Oh, I think mad because my husband's a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> You're going to love this one. I forgot about this. Okay. I feel like when you say that, it's because it's going to make me fall apart and you're the one that's going to love it. No. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Remember the person. There was a person that wrote in, but then she said we couldn't read her question. Yes. yes. Remember? Mm -hmm. And so we didn't, but we said, if you are wondering if this is you, it is it because is. there's only mm -hmm. one person. So she wrote us back. She said, I knew you were talking to me. Hilarious. And I'm so sorry I didn't let you read the email on the show. I am getting out of the situation as you advised. Good. But then she all she sent another one that said, also, just listen to the new. Uh, oh, this was about the Lucy episode. Okay. Remember the girl said, why does she have bleached knickers? Yes. Okay. So she says, when you were reading her question, I totally knew what she was talking about. And I myself was like, yeah, I do wonder why that happens. But then none of the three of you could relate. And I felt so bad. Like that girl must think she has a weird vagina. So I'm here to say it happens to me too. More to my panties than my pants, but maybe she's going commando a lot. So I Googled it and this is what I found. <gasps> Though not the most empowering articles for the reasons I've listed below at least it's not abnormal so this is what we've got <laughs> what causes bleach panties this type could not be smaller please hold i do a lot there's a lot of paper noise on this show in short, bleaching of your panties is caused by the acid in vaginal discharge. Uh. Vaginal discharge, for the most part, is a very normal occurrence. Have you ever heard the expression that the vagina is like a self-cleaning oven? Well, think of vaginal discharge as the proof of the vagina's self-cleaning mechanism. It's a mucus-like substance that contains acids, proteins, and carbohydrates. Sounds innocent, right? 
And then it, the next paragraph says, but why would it be so, so how acidic? does vaginal discharge cause the bleaching effect? Your vagina's acid levels are what causes bleaching. That was in quotes. Incidentally, the normal pH, or what is mostly considered as the healthy pH level for a vagina, is more on the acidic side, thanks to good bacteria called lactobacilli something. Mm. Hence, bleaching of your underwear not only proves that your hoo-ha's self-cleaning mechanism is working, but also that you are healthy. So it's perfectly normal to experience bleached underwear, and there's absolutely nothing to be worried or embarrassed about if you experience this. Wonderful. So probably what I think what I've realized is our vaginas are likely broken. Unhealthy. <laughs> Apparently. We need to get some acid up in Which there. Which you'd think that my body was 100% acidic. To be honest, because of your demeanor, yeah, just based on my personality. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm gonna now. That's gonna be my new. I mean, it kind of makes sense. You know, hydrangeas. You can change the color of a hydrangea flower based on the acidity of the soil. Is that true? The truth. Mm -hmm. Between blue and uh, like a pink color. Since when are you a gardener? Uh, Before I had a kid, I kind of treated plants like my babies. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. There's a um, snail sometimes in Peppa Pig, and it always reminds me of you now. Yeah, because I have a snail. Yeah, but snails and gardens don't really go well together, right? Because they eat plants. They eat plants, yeah. Yeah, so you got to separate the two loves that you have. That mm-hmm. must be hard. <laughs> this person says, um, this is in response to episode 40. There was a woman who was talking about being addicted to the drama in relationships. Uh-huh. So um, this is from one of our male listeners. Hello, Dana and Allison. Listening to episode number 40 and the listener question about am I in love with the guy who doesn't create chaos in her life? I love your comments. The old relationships were exciting because of the chaos they created. It reminds me of my relationship life in my early 20s, decades ago. (laughs) I remember actually saying that I liked crazy, put that in quotes, women as girlfriends. I think I was enjoying the chaos and excitement that your listener was describing. It also generated staggering post-relationship sadness, depression, and loss. Mm. I've been with my wife now since 1991, over half our lives. Yes, there are disagreements and boredom, but we also enjoy each other for all sorts of reasons, and the only self-generated chaos comes when we stray from our ideals for each other. There's also children and sickness that create their own chaos. Mm -hmm. Don't know if this needs to be read or not. Always fun to hear your voices and get in some laughs and a few tears from time to time. So I have a lot to say about that. And then also he just as his sign off on his email. Mm-hmm. So it just like seemingly his signature. Sh- yeah. Mm-hmm. Says, what is your biggest challenge today? Oh, cool. I know. So I wanted to talk about that a what little a bit. Super great, like grounded, awesome dude. Yeah, he's I know it, our male listeners are so fucking cool, I know. which is why I want to announce the creation of our dating site. It's called the Absolute Worst Dates, where we're that just seems like people are really going to flock to it. Really, they're really going to flock to I've it. I've already had success in one couple. No, you did which not. Which I posted a picture of them on our Instagram. Help them meet. Okay. But so there's so much in this email. First of all, uh, you know, I've talked a little bit about what's going on with me. As you know, there's just like a lot. Actually, there is chaos happening in my life. Sure. That isn't self inflicted. Mm -hmm. And I feel like through the duration of my life, I'm somebody who has created problems. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, you know, alcoholic. I've had a lot of drinking history. And for some reason this week, you'd think like, oh my God, there's all these terrible things going on. Surely you want some sort of respite. But I just felt that old, like, you know, if you think about the girl that used to drink 
versus who I am now. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that girl doesn't really rear her ugly head much anymore. Mm-hmm. But this week I was just like, I want to just get into some trouble, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know how that was going to manifest. You know, it could be these days, you know, back in the day it was like drinking, you know, and that was certainly at one point I was like, you know, what would be great is just like a cocktail. And mm-hmm. luckily I don't, you know, I think there's that thing of, you know, oh, if you've been sober for so long, surely you'll never want to drink again. And like, I got to tell you, sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'm like, I'm going to flirt with someone or like, I'm going to, you know, like I just, the, you know, so I identify with that, like everything's bad. Let's make it worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like that kind of depressive self-sabotaging thinking, like yeah. on my good days, it does, you know, I can get into the solution, but I've just been so bogged down that I'm like, let's go the other way. Like, let's just make it fucking worse. It's like, you know, when you're just like, let's just burn the house down. Yeah. Let's start over. So I really identify with that first part. But then I love this. What's your biggest challenge today, Dana? Like today specifically? Well, I think like like in your life right right now. Yeah. Like, I guess whatever it means to you. Yeah. I think for me, my biggest challenge right now is... um, I've said this year I want to find peace mm-hmm. and happiness, mm-hmm. you know, um, just a peaceful happiness um, because I have a tendency to let the negative voices in my head really ha- affect me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be able to let go of some past hurts that mm. I think are maybe informing my anxiety. I love that. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's some phrase about like, you know, sometimes our deepest secrets become our greatest assets, mm-hmm. which, you know, for me always means, you know, I've certainly had things happen in my life that like deeply affected me. I, what's that thing they say, like discover, uncover, discover, discard, discover, mm-hmm. uncover, discard. Have you ever uncovered, oh. discover, discard? Something like that where it's like, okay, first you have to identify like this happened to me uh-huh. and then you can kind of like live in that for a second like okay that happened to me here's how it's affecting me and then you just kind of give it away yeah like I don't need to ha- I don't need to have that in my life anymore yeah and I have a real problem with like dissecting the- why why who why right. why would they do this why would I feel this way why would I respond that way why can't I just get over it why can't like the constant dissection of something painful is not good for you I think no it's not and I yeah. think that's the thing of Sometimes I think sharing it or finding somebody else who's been through that experience, Mm -hmm. because I think there's a lot of healing that happens when you do that. But Mm -hmm. I have for sure some things in my life that they do not have power over me anymore. Mm -hmm. But I can absolutely remember the periods in my life where I struggled with that. And sometimes it took years. Mm -hmm. You know, it took years for me to clean up my behavior with men. Mm -hmm. Years. You know, like well into sobriety, I was still beating my head against a wall because I just could not let go of some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like, well, why am I like that? And then like, okay, well, that's why I'm like that. Okay, how do I stop doing it? You know, Mm -hmm. and it's what is your biggest challenge today? Well, right now. So this year has been about two things. It's weird because I'm in like a a weird spot right now. So I'm certainly struggling with balance. But Mm -hmm. a lot of that is just kind of out of my control. And I guess it's about being like the calm in the storm kind of thing. And I've certainly, you know, I've always worked a full-time job. I've always done comedy on the side. I've always had a lot going on. So I'm someone who has um, struggled with balance at varying parts of my life. So that's kind of coming back in. But Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also trying to, I think I've said this before on the show is like self-righteous indignation, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm getting 
you know, I think because I live my life such a different way than I used to, and I have to work so hard Mm -hmm. to be a kind of a different person that this year I've like struggled with just letting, kind of letting everybody have their own experience. I'm trying, I'm thinking of all these examples, none of which I can really share, but you know, um, you know, just kind of like allowing, I don't know if you've ever heard this, like, I don't know why I'm like filled with these coined phrases today, but allowing people the dignity of their own experience is just like something may happen and I may react this way Mm -hmm. that I get caught up on like, cause that's how you do that, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's really just because I have learned to do things this way. It's a tool that's worked for me. And now I think everybody should be doing that, you Mm know? Um, you know, and I can give, I guess one example is somebody that I used to work with. Just, I felt like everything was just like selfish. You know, mm-hmm. everything came, you you could just tell when you were like in her presence, it was just, and it would just drive me crazy. Well, it's because that is like without any kind of program, you know, that's who I am as a person. You know, <laughs> I have to work really, really hard to think about other people, mm-hmm. you know, and I've learned how to do that. And so now it doesn't seem like I'm working as hard, mm-hmm. but you know, that was one of those things where I couldn't like give her an inch because she just hasn't had that experience yet. And maybe she never will, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, just allowing people, you know, I have plenty of people in my life that are still drinking alcoholically. They, mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do about that, you know, and that's just their experience mm-hmm. or other parents or whatever, you know, whatever I'm looking at from the outside and saying like, oh, this is how you should do that. Just, you know, yeah. I guess accepting people for who they are and just being okay with that and mm-hmm. not holding everybody up. I I do this too, you know, like, well, I'm operating at this level. So everybody should be operating at this level, which happens with my husband all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, he's just like, I'm not, I'm not like that. And he operates at many, I sent him a picture of like, he, all the cords that are next to my bed. I mean, it's for sure a fire hazard, you know, but like he's in charge of cords. I don't know. He he has like a system and like a pulley that like, and he's gone. And now they're just like all on the floor and our house is probably going to burn down. Oh God. Don't say that. I would say say the house. (laughs) (laughs) I would say another challenge coming up for me too is, um, our weather's been kind of wonka doodle. So it's been really cold and really hot. And, and I'll be honest, I'm just not ready for, Summer clothes. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, God. I get like the idea of sleeveless to, makes me dry heave. I want to get naked. <sighs> Don't understand. <laughs> I want all of my clothing to look like a snowsuit. <laughs> <laughs> like if year round I could be in maybe like a full body tard <laughs> with a flowy thing over it and maybe even a flowy thing over my face, <laughs> I'd probably be happy. I want to wear sundresses and flip-flops all the time. A sundress? Yeah. That just gave me a stroke. I had a mini stroke (laughs) in my head. (laughs) Again, we're very different people. We're very different people. I'm I'm very upset because it's beautiful out today. It's like 80 degrees. I have to go to fucking Chicago where it's goddamn freezing. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. We're going to move on to the... um, So thank you, sir, for that amazing little footer there. I hope everybody that's listening is thinking about what... What? Hold on, let me read it. I don't want to misquote What's it. your challenge? What is your biggest challenge today? today? Everybody think about it. Let's all get over our problems. Especially if you say today, it makes it manageable. Yeah, I mean, I think like my biggest... What's your biggest challenge in your life? Totally. It's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Die. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
We're going to answer your questions now because obviously we're completely qualified to do <laughs> such thing. We're going to start with, um, what? oh, okay, this is sort of like a feedback slash question. Remember the woman who said that she liked her boyfriend, but then we were like, oh, because you want to live on a farm. Remember right, we yes. called the episode Jewish Farmers Only? Yes, yeah. yes. So she wrote back in. I've been meaning to follow up for a little bit since you asked for an update in episode 37. Few comments. You mentioned that you told me to move. I love how Dana assumed I moved just because you suggested it. It's hard to find a new job, place to live and pick up and move states. LOL. But she was right. And yeah, I did end up moving. So to like his farmhouse oh, or whatever okay. it was. Mm -hmm. New issue for you guys, though. I moved. And after a little time, it's been so great with my boyfriend. Oh, that's so wonderful. great. She writes, the problem is I absolutely fucking hate my job. Mm. My job is terrible. I dread every single day, and I literally cried in the bathroom multiple times last week. Mm. I had nightmares about the tasks that each day brings. Now I'm thinking I should be in marketing slash advertising and that I should go back to school to do what I originally wanted, to become a nurse. However, now that I live here, my rent is more expensive, and I'm still in debt from my first degree. So I don't know where to begin. I think I was so preoccupied with responsibilities and family issues in Chicago that I didn't notice I hated my job. And now that I only have myself to worry about, I realized how much it absolutely sucks. Mm. Everything in my relationship has been going so well, and he is even being supportive about the career thing. The problem is I feel stuck in this job, and I don't know where to begin with digging myself out. Help. Also, can you make your podcasts longer? I can't get enough, and they always seem to end too soon. Love Aww. you guys. Aww, Aww, that's so First sweet. First of all, I am so excited for her that she's happy and yes. they're doing well. Yeah. And like I think relationship wise, no, I know totally. she said her job, she's not happy, but yeah, but it's like that sort of cleared the way for her to get some clarity about her job, right? which I know is uncomfortable and it's making her unhappy, but it's like progress towards more happiness. Right. 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 Yeah. And I think it, you know, she should use it as a marker of she just overcame. Yeah something where she didn't know the answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I kind of want her to celebrate herself a little bit. Yeah. Give yourself a second to, and, and if nothing else, to know that like, wow, you were just in a place where you weren't exactly sure what the answer was. Mm -hmm. You obviously felt compelled to do something. So what was your process and all that? Mm -hmm. And then you got through it. Yeah. You know, and that's really what life is, right? You're going to, I mean, I'm in the middle of it right now. It's like, yeah. you're, it's never what we think it's going to be. It never looks how we think it's going to look. Mm -hmm. And then we're faced with new problems that we never even, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> since I'm on a roll today of phrases that have, I don't know if you've ever heard the thing of, um, I have problems in areas where I didn't used to have areas, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like, yeah, I have like marriage problems. I never used to be married. So now it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, I have family issues. Well, I didn't used to have a kid. So now I have a... You know, and those were things that I kind of wanted. I didn't realize the new problems that would arise when right. I got the first thing that I... That but they're kind of a blessing. Of, exactly. Of the new areas. Exactly. Yeah. So... And I think um, with the job thing, she says, you know, what do I do? I feel trapped. I think everybody, to some extent, kind of feels trapped in their jobs. Oh, yeah. And I would say to her, I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, she doesn't have kids. Like she said, all she right. has to worry about... So I would encourage her to like take some risks. I would yeah. like find something else you enjoy doing. If that means going back to school, I mean, go back to school. But also in the meantime, maybe there's something that can support you outside of what you're doing now. Yeah. And if ever there was an advocate for do what you love and the money will follow, it's Dana Powell. It is. Yeah. yeah. And it's just such a hard and scary 
direction to take. Yes. Right. It is. Like, because that all sounds great for rich people. You're I, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, I, I definitely am a firm believer in like, maybe if she, okay, how about this? Maybe if she feels stuck in her job and she's not able to find joy or happiness in that, find something else she wants to do, not job related. Right. That she can find joy and happiness because if, I do believe work begets work. And even right. when you're doing something that you enjoy, like for example, this podcast, mm-hmm. we kind of went out on a limb. Neither one of us quit our jobs, right. you know, and are doing this and it has led to minimal, but, um, money, money. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's absolutely it's right. led to success for us and things. Now, are we able to quit our jobs? No, but are we happy with what we're doing? Yes, that is true. And, th- and that does feed into the other things that you have to do. You may not want to. You're like, yeah, but I still have this other thing I like. It's true. I'm a little confused because she says, I'm thinking I should be in marketing slash advertising and that I should go back to school to do what I originally wanted. So is she saying she wants to switch her job right now to do marketing and advertising while pursuing being a nurse? Nursing. You know, I don't know. That's two mm-hmm. new jobs. <laughs> I, know. I don't know how that how that goes exactly. But I would say if there's ever a time to change your career path and your and your um, desires, and it may put you financially unstable for a bit. If there's ever a time to do it, do it when nobody else is depending on you. Mm, that's a great point. You know, it's so true, and it's such a cliche. But I did. I just said that to somebody else before. Oh, they wanted to travel, and I was like, "Do it now. Mm-hmm. Do it now." Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously, not everybody wants to have kids. In which case, fucking good for you because I get no, it. No, but that doesn't mean somebody else won't depend on. If yeah. you enter into a relationship, you have a significant other. Yep. Um, as our parents sick. are get yep. older, mm-hmm. family members, mm-hmm. you know, friends that need help for a short it's time. True. Like it's not just about having kids. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Or yourself, God forbid. Yep. You know, but I think it's, it's, I mean, I know this seems like a like, oh, just do whatever you love, but you know, she's I'm not saying it's easy. No. And yeah. also if her, at the very least, if she's crying in the bathroom at work, you know, zillions of times a day, at the very least, she needs to find a different job without even worrying about like what that is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she's clearly not happy. I'm not sure why that is. Mm-hmm. You know, when I always encourage people to look back like, okay, is there something you could be doing better? Are you, mm-hmm. why is that happening? Is it truly just not the right job for you? Is there something else going on? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then it's just doing the footwork. I feel like mm-hmm. we talked about this in a previous episode is Believe that you will be led if you take the simple steps that are necessary to finding a new job. It's Num- true. And maybe that means, you know, maybe she does um, register for school and start making, you know, moves towards that path. Something might stop her. Right. Because, I, you know, I think I've told you this before. I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, I was at a point in my career earlier on where things just were not happening mm-hmm. for me. And I was like, I think I maybe I'm supposed to quit. So I called the coroner's office Mm -hmm. and found out what extra classes I would need from my nursing minor to work in the coroner's office and pursue, you know, medical examiner type positions. You love murder and dead bodies. We get it. No, because I believe it it brings peace to people. But anyway, Uh um, so anyway, I did, I took those steps and I had a meeting on Friday and that Wednesday I got a call from a producer who said, will you come be my assistant. I think I can get you your SAG card. Like, and that was like the universe saying, thank you for being willing to Mm. like seek out Mm -hmm. what you need to do to, to get things moving. Let me help you out. It's not time to quit yet. Totally. You know, it's so true. And I've talked about that is every time, you know, it's 
very tumultuous over here uh, because we live in Los Angeles. Our family is from Chicago. I had always felt like I wanted to be here. Then I brought like a husband and a baby into the mix. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this constant question that's coming up. And every single time I talk about like I had a baby, I was in Chicago in the suburbs looking at real estate. I'm not even joking. Mm -hmm. And Dana fucking emailed me and was like, we should do a podcast. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. You know, yeah. and it has like gave me one more, and, and, and it's never like maybe a- you haven't seen this yet either. But um, with everything that you're going through, you know, we when our when our when we have um, issues with family long distance, we're like, am I being selfish living right. out here doing all of this? You know, I would say to you, I don't know if you have the ability to see this yet, but yes, you had some. It was a tough week. You also had some real big success. Yeah. You know, know. we're going to do more episodes. It's, uh, you know, we're going to do a live show in Chicago next, you know, Boston or Boston. I mean, like there are good things happening that if you're able to hear are still saying to you, Allison, it's not time to go. It's so true. Yeah, it is so true. And it's been such a weird week because of all that. Mm -hmm. You know, we just did an episode called highs and lows where I've barely gotten, it's such a weird feeling because there's just been all of this stuff going on with my family and, and we're having some health issues there. And, um, but then I'm going into all these meetings that are like really promising. And we had a meeting this week where I came out and got like a scary text from mm-hmm. my husband. And I didn't even a have a meeting, second. And then a horrible text. Totally. It's like, you know what? We're living in a tumble dryer right now. <laughs> we really are. Yeah. yeah. I, but I think a lot of people maybe are. Yeah. And I think, you know, as you know, I love really helpful platitudes, but they say like life is in session, yeah. you know, like life is in fucking session. Uh, well, everything's you guys running. Have heard this one, right? Like, I mean, I know you're in the dryer and it might be on high heat, mm-hmm. but keep the lint uh, um, thing. Is this a thing? Cleared out. Do you know that saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was with you. House, we'll I'm like, on. Uh-huh. I'm in the dryer. Keep talking. I Empty like that it. lint thing. Okay. Yes. I'm with you. Causes fires. And then I was like, what? What? Do you, what? <laughs> what's happening so Dana's like when i decided when i decided not to go back and work at the corner's office and instead stay in tv like i just went out and murdered somebody and dissected the body what? and then that Dana, fulfills stop is, are we not all on are the same page <laughs> what is going on right now i'm giving advice of like how please to please stop okay. don't tell people to murder people no, jesus that's terrible don't ever murder anybody no i'm sorry that we had to say that i mean we can cut it everybody get out of the dryer okay this is <laughs> fake name <laughs> no more mr nice girl hi allison and dana here is my current dilemma my ex-husband is a big old narcissist making him incredibly difficult to deal with even after the marriage since i unfortunately have to co-parent with him yeah. my nature is to be a sweet thoughtful and reasonable ex-wife, but I'm not sure that has been working out for me very well. If you research how to deal with a narcissist, everything says just don't. In other words, cut them out of your life if possible, or just keep your head down and try not to respond to the craziness they throw at you. I have tried this tactic since the split. There is only so much I can ignore since we still need to communicate about our child. I've always been a good girl, relatively quiet, always follow the rules, not very confrontational. But when pushed, I will stand my own ground and I have developed a lot of internal strength since 
leaving him. Should I new, use my newfound strength to tell him to fuck off in any and every way possible or continue to do what the professionals say and try to keep my head down? I'm hoping that if I show more strength and confidence in myself, I will be a less fun target for him. But the opposite could also happen. He could get he will get the attention he craves for me opening that door and continues to say and do terrible things to me. What should I do? Stats, 32 years old, got married at 21, together for 12 years. <clears throat> I left him, been separated for 10 months, eligible for divorce in three months, six-year-old child together who is doing great. I already have a super sweet and cute boyfriend, not important, just bragging. Big fan of the pod, and thank you so much for your time. If you have any follow-up questions, you can, you know, I should have sent some follow-up questions before I read this. Well, we can do it. Okay. Um, um, you can still ask her. Um... Yeah, dealing with a narcissist is tough. Mm -hmm. Why are you making direct and focused <laughs> eye contact with me? Is that the first when time you this say that today? <laughs> is that the first time when I've really locked in? My sub my subtext was right, Allison. No, um, no, I have a friend that um, is the, it's the same thing, kind of like with it with an ex partner, mm. um, and and. What my advice is, and I don't know if it's right or wrong, probably I'm guessing wrong <laughs> just because of just who we of, are. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but I said to her, you, she tried for many, many years to be the nice, to be the, like, just let it go, blah, 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 blah. And finally I said, that's not fair to you. Mm. Um, you've become a target. Mm -hmm. Just like she said, you know, maybe it's the attention or whatever. And so I told her, I said, cut off all communication with him that does not involve the child mm -hmm. and make that communication texting only mm. so that it's not and and maybe other people would rather talk on the phone but when it gets away from right the dealing with just the logistics of the child then you you get up and say i'm sorry this is we need to keep on topic and right. if we're done with this topic we, we're done talking right because a narcissist will spin you into their chaos mm -hmm. again just real clear direct eye yeah. contact i'm they feeling very will, uncomfortable <laughs> they will <laughs> make you feel like it's all your fault the way you're doing right now where you're, where you're like turning it around on me that i'm making that's very narcissistic uh, and, and it's very beat downy uh, -huh. uh no i'm just kidding um but yeah i think you have to like set some very clear, I know you hate this word, but boundaries. Did you, did your brain just quit? I didn't hear what you said. Yeah. You know, and, and I guess my questions are, so you guys are going to laugh at me because my only points of reference are from the Real Housewives, right? <laughs> but remember what happened to Bethany Frankel where her ex-husband went like totally bananas and like she had to get a restraining order and it was like this whole thing. My first question, and I'm not trying to be like victim blaming, but like what happened what was it about this person that you liked? You were with him for 12 years. It doesn't like, matter. No, but my question is, did he change? No, probably or, not. She probably did. Is that what happened? Yeah. You know, because I'm wondering, like, how did you deal with him for that long mm -hmm. is my question. You know, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, this is your fault or, oh, why did you put yourself no, in this situation? No, I think situation? she's probably healthier now. Like, she got healthy and was able to separate herself right. from so that those situation. Are, that would be my first question is... Was he always like this and then you shifted yeah. or was he reasonable and then he shifted? Because that can happen, too. Um, I think that's less likely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, she says, you know, he continues to say and do terrible things to me. What are these things? Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody and I kind of feel like and maybe this is what she's saying, because I would love the examples of that. Right. Like if he's texting her like you fucking bitch. 
I'm not about to reply to that. No. Like, I, you know, like I, you do not, I'm not going to be spoken to that way. Mm-mm. And and that doesn't warrant a response, even if I'm sticking up for myself. And maybe that's what she's talking about is her kind of putting her head down. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that means. Like is if he's saying these horrible things and she's just not responding and that's what she's done with mm-hmm. where she's like, now I need to stick up for myself. Yeah, it's incredibly challenging when you have a kid. I'm I'm happy to hear her say that their child is doing well. Yeah, that's what's he like with her? You know, how do you, you know? And I would always also, you know, all the, you know, again, we don't know. Neither of us are divorced with and having to co-parent. So mm-hmm. I know it always sounds like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sure it sounds ridiculous because we we don't know. We don't have that experience. You yeah, know? but we have people in our lives who certainly sure. have that and and I, what I was gonna say is, you know, you always want to try to have healthy communication in front of your child and not to badmouth your ex. Yeah. Right. And that's like, the thing. The people in my life who are co-parenting co-parenting with someone that's not in their life anymore. I have two people very close to me that are doing that. And I will say one of the best things that they've both ever done, they never bad mouth right. the other person to their child. Right. Because their child needs to have their own experience with that with their parent. Right. You know what I mean? So um if if her needing to stand up for herself would involve in some way ever that getting to her child. I right. Like, just, I don't know. Is he weird with custody? Does he keep the kid a day longer? Yeah. Is like, it, you know, one like of my that's... friends, her situation is like her child is probably almost like 15, I think. Mm-hmm. And the father has never paid a, di- a day oh, I know, child right? support. Uh-huh. And people, you know, kind of attack her and go, why don't you ever pursue this and try and get more and she's like I just want my child to have it he he is a good father right in that he spends quality time and mm-hmm. I want them to have a good relationship and you know this person doesn't have like gets paid under the table like yeah. it would create so much chaos right that I would rather I've made it to this point totally you know mm-hmm. I can keep going mm-hmm. and her child is going to know that someday Mm -hmm. and make their own decision. And, you know, it's hard not to get wrapped. That's what a narcissist is so good at Mm -hmm. is pulling you in Mm -hmm. to their drama, Mm -hmm. to their blame games, to their, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would just say literally not talk to him about anything you don't have to. Yeah. I think that's great advice. And I, if you have to bitch about it, you can, you can always find a friend to bitch oh, about totally it. Totally can bitch to us. Cause I would love actually to hear some more details, Yeah, you know, of what, because I also think that's helpful. Like obviously when people write in, we have to give, you know, if they're, it always like is a back and forth. Cause sometimes I'm like, Oh, this email is so long. I had to edit it like crazy. And then other times I'm like, I need more information. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's tough, but I would love to hear because sometimes I think I have, more than one friend. It's funny that every time I've like overcome something in my life, I then become the like expert and like people start coming out of the woodwork asking me for stuff. And Mm -hmm. for a while it was relationships. And so I had more than one person texting me like, oh, he texted me this. What do I say? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just easier to look at the exact examples. Mm -hmm. That's how I was taught. You know, it's the same way I was taught with money. It's like Mm -hmm. people had to give me specific examples and I would be like, okay, now what do I do? Okay, Mm -hmm. now what do I do? Mm -hmm. So I would love to hear some of her examples. Yeah, because there is something to be said for, I understand the need to want to stand up for yourself, especially to someone that you feel like kind of like 
took from you for 12 years. Well, and it's such a delicate balance because you yeah. want to stick up for yourself, but you don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. You know, it's like you want to hold your ground, but you don't want there to be negative ramifications for your kid. Exactly. It's tough. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if we want to have a fun experiment, you should send us like five examples because I would imagine, too, it extends for people. Communication is something we talk about on the show constantly. Yeah. And so anybody out there that was like, here's the text. What do you guys think? Granted, there's going to be a little lag time on our response. Right, right. But I do think it would be a fun example of you know, oh, okay, you sent this. This is what I would do. And I'm sure, as with everything else, Dana and I will have totally different opinions responses yeah. to what, what we think you should do. Yeah. Um, this person writes, subject line, she calls it a disclaimer. I'm not saying people who have their own kids are shitty. It's just not for me. Fake name, uterus, closed for business. <laughs> Dear lovely ladies, I have been hesitating to send this question to you because I'm afraid of the answer, be it positive or negative. My boyfriend and I have been together for nearly five years. I want to get married. He isn't so sure. The hang up, I don't want kids. He wants kids. Mm. I have a lot of health problems, polycystic ovarian syndrome, fibromyalgia, Mm. depression, a crooked spine and kidney infections. Apparently it's my body's jam. This means I have fucked up sex hormones, aka I have a ton of facial and body hair. Hola at... Holler at you, Middle East beast. (laughs) (laughs) I am on medication to help me have energy to get out of bed in the morning. I have to be careful about my back position in everything I do, and I go through three pairs of underwear a day to avoid UTIs. If I don't exercise, I'm fucked on the depression and back department. I want a hysterectomy so I don't have to cancel work every month unexpectedly when my cramps start cramping. Mm -hmm. I'm a barrel of monkeys. My boyfriend comes from a family of addicts, verbal, mom, and physical grandma abuse, and an addicted brother who is currently in and out of jail. BF is one of the most level-headed people I ever met, but he also experienced a ton of shit by the time he was six and was always very mature for his age. While we have our positive physical and mental attributes, the odds aren't really in our favor for having healthy kids. I am pretty nerdy in that I have no desire to reproduce offspring with the high chance of shitty bodies and or minds. That's not helpful to the world. I also do not want to experience pregnancy. Never, ever did I want to be to have a, a being form in my body. Never, ever did I want to have a being form in my body, Mm -hmm. ever. The compromise I'm willing to make is adoption. Mm -hmm. There are so many children in the United States alone, not even getting into other countries, that desperately need loving homes and and order to their lives. Mm -hmm. I would much rather foster a kid in need of balance, considering I fall in love with any kid I work with longer than two hours. Mm -hmm. This is an easy thing for me to grasp. Some people have told me that foster kids are all fucked up. To that I say, fuck you. These kids had zero control over their circumstances. Why punish them for that? Uh, my hang up with my compromise is that I don't want to be responsible for human lives. I'm too afraid of fucking them up. I would much rather put my efforts into helping companion animals like dogs and cats. I feel more comfortable being responsible for animals than humans. I think that's why fostering kids is appealing. I can help them on their way to order their way to order without necessarily becoming a permanent parent. Other than the kids thing, we are pretty damn good together. We have shared interests as well as our own hobbies. So we aren't together every second of the day we both love animals and we love each other we can spend quiet time together our values are aligned we've lived together for almost three years and despite a few bumps along the way it's been great please help much love my love my name is definitely not stephanie (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. um first of all i want to commend you on knowing that you don't want fucking kids yeah good good for for you you. that's fucking great you know and i have a friend who he also for that same reason he was like i had a rough childhood i don't feel like i had a lot to offer i don't want kids Mm -hmm. i just don't want kids he married a woman who had two kids and he's been an amazing stepfather and step grandfather 
to them, you know, oh, because wow. they have kids. Yeah. And he loves them. He loves being with them. He loves sure. spending time with them. But he's like, I don't want my own children. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I think the reason she was saying that she's nervous to hear the answer is because your your boyfriend might. And and I I warn you, I think, against getting, you know, if he's like, no, I really want to have my own kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know if doing that for him, that's a tough one, right? Because you feel pretty adamant about not wanting to do it. And that might mean you might lose your boyfriend. And that's the real, you know, but it's true. And it doesn't seem like she's in a place where she's like, I'm going to do it for him. I would be really careful about it for all the reasons that you said, you know? Um, No, nobody should ever make a decision going, I'm going to do it for another person because mm -hmm. it will come back to bite Mm -hmm. you. You will be, you will breed resentment. Yeah. And so because it's such a huge topic and you both seem to feel really differently about it, you know, the, 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 the thing about the foster care part that kind of worries me a little bit is, you know, most kids go into foster care because they're looking for a permanent home. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's a lovely sentiment, but I don't know. Is that harder on the kids knowing that you have a deadline, you know, cause mm-hmm. I think foster kids go into homes hoping to have permanent placement, mm-hmm. you know, and if you kind of start from the beginning being like, isn't this fun? I'm never going to give you a permanent home. Right. You I know, think that also might be... she's not realizing the emotional attachment sure. and things that sure. would happen. Like I have some friends that have foster oh children God, and it's just like in and out of courts and their mm-hmm. hearts are ripped out all the time. Mm-hmm. Like It's because, very challenging. Yeah. Because, you know, the government, their goal is to put a uh, family back together. Totally. And that kind of goes against people's hearts oh totally needs so but she they have to resolve it and Mm -hmm. probably before they need to have a come to jesus moment because it's going to get harder the more they fall in love and unfortunately it's like that that old saying when you're in the dryer no i'm just kidding (laughs) no it is like that, that old saying sometimes love isn't enough yeah. And that's such a shitty saying. And it seems like neither of them are drawing the line in the sand. And my guess, based on nothing, is that he's thinking he can talk her into it. Mm-hmm. And she may have to be the one that says, here's the deal. It's not going to change. I don't want to have kids. If you need to end this relationship because of that, I totally get it. Yeah. And that's the thing that's really hard. It's painful. Because it seems like they're just dancing around it. And also, you know, there's that phrase, uh, if you love something, give it away. Mm-hmm. You know, or love if you love something, let it go. Because right. the more she doesn't, you know, if they don't have that conversation and they're not super clear. And maybe he'll say like, okay, I love you and I want to be with you. I guess I don't need to have kids either, you know, but nobody can speak to that desire for someone. It's Mm -hmm. just like this weird thing that we have. No one can talk you in or out of it. Nobody's been able to convince me to not be a comedian, even though I live in this tiny apartment and I'm tumbling in a dryer incessantly. Mm -hmm. Like, no, empty the lint compartment. (laughs) 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 That's going to fix it. Um, you know, and so, Yeah, I think that's why she had that fear because I think she knows that they have to, that it has to have a resolution. Exactly. Like, we're not saying you're fucking wrong for not wanting to have kids. I think it's great to know what you want. And it's not wrong for him to want to have kids. And it doesn't mean they don't love each other. Right. But it might mean that they can't stay together. This is awful. Oof. This is not in line with my desire to start a dating site. This now we're just breaking people up left and right? No, we're just saying. To break up. That's what you no, said. No, we're saying have that talk and see where and you are. And then break up with each other. Ugh. 
this is I'm a not catastrophe. I know what we'll do. Hmm. We'll send Sarah and say that she's the foster child so that nobody's feelings are hurt and they can both feel like they had a chance to parent. I thought you were going to say, send Sarah, have them both date Sarah and see like, like fucking temptation Island circa 2004. (laughs) If anybody's looking to foster an intern, we have one available. She takes great care of us. She will cut your bangs. She'll cut your bangs. She will empty your limp She'll container. help you carry stuff in from she your car. If I'm being fostered, they should be taking care of me. Great okay, point. be great quiet, point. intern. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You don't get it. Oh, typical youth. Wanting everybody <laughs> to take care of them all the time. <laughs> oh, just because you're a foster kid, you need people to take care of you, yeah, you narcissistic dryer weave. <laughs> wrong with you Sarah oh god Uh, I need you to write us back Yeah, I need you to tell us what happened what if she doesn't say anything but she's like have you listened to this new podcast I don't think that's gonna happen it's super funny and then she just direct eye contacts him the whole time that they listen Oh boy. Um, we also do this thing on this show where we want to hear your crazy, embarrassing stories. This is largely due to the fact that our lives are in shambles. And sometimes when you tell us how yours are also in shambles, we feel we better all about feel ourselves. Good. It's called Absolute Yours. There's literally no controversy surrounding this name under any circumstances. The podcast started with the controversy surrounding this it. name. Don't forget, we're only 28,000 listeners away from, from our, our goal. goal. <laughs> How many neighbors do you have? Do you have any sister wives? Are they listening? What's going on? I feel like there are some towns way smaller than 28,000 people. <laughs> no, totally. You're from one of them, you goddamn dick. There bag. are like 150,000 people oh in my town. That's huge. Okay, this is a person. Also, you're fucking dick bag. Oh my god. <laughs> So I used to play the piano for all the weddings at a local wedding chapel, sometimes three in a weekend. It was a busy place. Anyway, one weekend, the regular wedding coordinator was sick, so she asked if I'd fill in for her and we could hire another pianist, since I already knew the format, etc. Of course, I said no problem and got to work. One of the coordinator's jobs is to gather up anything the couple used in the ceremony and box it up for them. This ceremony, the couple had done a candle lighting, where there were two tapered candles on either side and a large, wide candle in the middle. I was boxing them up, and the best man came into the back office where I was. We made small talk while he gathered his stuff. The men had changed in there before the wedding as i was boxing the candles up the center candle spilled wax on my hand i yelped a little and he rushed over to see what happened no biggie i told him it didn't hurt too badly he said plus sometimes a little pain is good right and winked at me meow i can still totally hear this in my head now out of curiosity is this a man or a woman the writer in her yeah i I also don't know okay who cares Mm -hmm. okay i'm just wondering um I laughed it off, and a few seconds later, he said, I mean, 
would I have my dick pierced if pain wasn't good? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> wait, back up. I laughed and continued to box wait, the wait, candle. Wait, wait, What? We went from, like, what he sometimes said. a little pain <laughs> to dick piercing? That's what happened. I don't know what to tell you. I laughed and continued to box the candles, even though my fingers seemed to be moving in slow motion. My back was toward him, and I was willing him to hurry up. I finally finished those damn candles and turned around only to see this guy with his penis out and his pants showing me his gold piercing. What? (laughs) Whoa, that's, wow, you weren't kidding. I somehow croaked out. Nope, you can call me Prince Albert. (sighs) It was awkward. And honestly, it wasn't sexual at all. He was just a goofball ready to show off his new piercing to whomever would look at it, I think. I only played the piano after that. Yeah, I don't blame (laughs) you. I... I got it. I mean, listen, I would ask to see it. Where do you pierce your dick? That's the thing. What? In the hole. Like, what do you mean? Right? In the pee hole? Yeah. Like through the belly button. Please, Sarah. Like a belly button, right? She can't do it. I have no idea. Here's the thing I would absolutely want to look at it and I would ask. You can't just whip your dong out without somebody requesting. I'm sorry we have to say that. Yeah. Here's what's funny. There's a football player named Dick Pierce because I Googled Dick Pierce. (laughs) There's literally only pictures of this man named Dick Pierce. (laughs) Because you can't look up Dick Pierce. What am I supposed to Google? It would be piercing. Wait, I'm looking at the And also I would say penis or you're going to get a bunch of porn. This penis. I'm so confused. You put like a a dick. Wait. (laughs) Do you put a piercing through the head of the penis? Yeah. But why? Um, Dick Pierce is a very successful, just <laughs> so we're clear. Holy cow, you guys, what? though. Let me see. what I just found. What? All I see are pictures of an old man who used Dude, to play football. <laughs> you guys, this is extreme. Let me see. This is this is all up and I down think the I just shaft. Saw it. All up and down the shaft. I saw Four that. Four or five on the scrotes. <laughs> scrotes. And then a pee hole. <laughs> No, I saw that. That's not real. That's it not even connected right? to somebody's body, Tina. <laughs> that looks like a centerpiece. No, it is connected to a body. That's his leg. That's his thigh. That's his hand. That's his belly. And there's his two legs. There are so many people named Dick Pierce that I, I just don't even know what to say. I never, I never would have guessed that oh, one. Was that where no, it is? No, that's not it. That's not right. This can't be right. Well, this is why he felt like he needed to show it, is he didn't want people to just see all these pictures of a very nice man who I think was in the army named Dick Pierce. Yeah, no. Also, don't go too far because they can get infected. Yikes. What? But, okay, but Dana, can you tell me why do people want to pierce their dicks? Well, I think, isn't there supposed to be added pleasure? For who? There's no, there's no added pleasure if you're well i mean if he's got those ribs all the way up and down his shaft that's like a look at that like people are really doing that you're right yeah, it's all up and I down didn't the know shaft. About that. i thought i thought only the ring kind of like that i'm I mean, upset this is a fat ring but this is a piercing through the head of the dick oh <gasps> yeah but skinnier but why and how does your pee get out that speaking of urinary tract infections i mean this is not reasonable I've never had sex with somebody who had a dick pierce that that I know of, I guess. Yeah. I don't think they take it in and out a lot. I think you would know. I want you to know that this is one of the worst Google searches I've ever done. It, I'm truly, I want to go back to I that nice I just don't understand man. why we're both doing it yeah, and our Sarah, interns sitting there. What are you doing? Do you have any piercings? It makes me so uncomfortable. Do you have any piercings? Yeah. The penises Where? do or the 
Just your ears. Do the piercings or the penis make you uncomfortable? The combo. <laughs> Dina, we're yeah. still recording. Yeah, I know. I'm You're reading. just down the road. Getting rabbit. a piercing done can be a lot of pain, can be very painful, um, especially if it's done on the sexual part, such okay. as the penis. Okay. Um, the frenum, the frenum must be the shaft thing, right? That sounds like friendship. And oh, the Prince nice. Albert, I think, is what you're is the ring we were talking about. This is horrific. Well, if you didn't see a man's dick pierced today, yeah, here we go. The frenum piercing comes in the form of a small curved barbell. I'm upset. Which is inserted in the horizontal direction through the underside of the penis. Uh-huh. While the Prince Albert piercing comes in the shape of a ring that reaches the urethra and then to the bottom of the penis. Okay, well, this is truly the worst day of my life. Yeah. And I want to move on. Yeah. Do I feel better about myself? I just don't know. I'm I'm looking for it to say here's why here's why you want to do it. Okay, well, I'm sure you can look. <laughs> it says many people have a misconception that having a penis piercing can help satisfy the woman better, oh. but that doesn't exist. Oh. Because, you know, people say the reason that people get tongue piercings is that it can be Right. Well, that's obvious. Sexually for the 30-minute buffet. <laughs> Either way, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, did we just get lost in a penis hole? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah's so uncomfortable. What is anything? What was this episode? As usual, I don't understand anything. That's I don't know, happened. but I guess the Prince Albert's old news. I feel like I've been in a dryer for hours on end. <laughs> I don't know how to get out. I'm waiting for somebody and to our open house the door. Got on fire. I want to thank both you girls for being here today. I really needed the moral support. You're welcome. Did we help? Yeah, I think I feel better. Oh, cool. I think I feel better knowing that I've never pierced my genitals. I'm not trying to be judgy. It's just something I'm grateful I didn't do. And you don't have a penis. I'm, I would be fine with a penis. Oh, okay. I'm not upset that I don't have a penis. I mean, I am upset. I'm not. Just Don't make it worse. Oh, okay. The point is I'm um, feeling good. Good. Do you think our show was good, though? No, I don't yeah. think so. No. Well, as long as we... <laughs> All got together to service your good. life. I think it's good that we've stayed consistent. Yeah. <laughs> what's the What's a piece of advice you want to give everyone? Okay. Well, I'll tell you. One of the things that I am doing well, even though it's almost killing me, I'm completely showing up for my family. Mm-hmm. I am showing up for my husband. I'm showing up for... Um, my kid, I'm mm-hmm. showing up for his family. I'm showing up for my family. And I think it's the right thing to do. I, awesome. I do think that's what's happening. And so my piece of advice is to build your own family. Or if you have a family that you need to pay a little bit more attention to, to do that. And mm-hmm. and I think that when we are doing nice things for other people, we really reap the benefits. Mm -hmm. And if you are confused about who are the important people in your life, just take a look around you and start to take note. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at. Good. And if you don't have a family or anyone around you, Allison doesn't care. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I think that was, don't turn my fuck. Who's a narcissist now? You goddamn fucking I turned it around. I turned it around. I can't believe you tried to make me feel body roll, body roll, body roll. Sarah, I love you. Allison, fuck off, you witch. I love you. Bye. Shut up.
Shut up and sit down.